Hello, everybody. This is going to be an interesting podcast, and it's one I've been saving until I need to dip into the bank for something to talk about. It is going to be George Pickens Day, and here's what I'm doing is Matt Harmon. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, he worked at NFL.com, Yahoo, and has a website, and he also has a his own website. He's got a podcast. He has his own website called receptionperception.com. And I think Matt's phenomenal. He's really smart. And what Reception Perception does is it only focuses on wide receivers. And he's been doing it now for, say, 10 years, something like that. And he watches the college kids and predicts their NFL future. He goes and does profiles of all the top receivers, you know, after every season. And he recently put out all the top going to be second year guys, Pickens class, you know, Chris Olave, Wilson, London, those dudes. And he really breaks it down pretty scientifically. So it's a pay site. I pay for it. Well, he actually comps me because we're friends, but whatever. Not. <laughs> and so, you know, he, he keeps in mind what he thought of these guys coming out of school. And then how they're used as a as a rookie, and then really has a lot of information. And you'll, I'm, I'm going to read most of his report verbatim. So that's going to basically be the entire podcast is me just reading this to you about George Pickens, and I'll throw in my own little comments. But I think it's extremely well done. And frankly, in the wide receiver world, Matt's opinion is who I trust more than anyone, and he doesn't watch. Every single snap that they've played, but he watches a very high percentage, spaces it out over the year, you know, so it's not like he just watched the first three games of the year and then writes a guy up. I mean, he does it like an NFL scout does, you know, he watches a lot of these snaps. So I'm going to start reading and you'll see whenever I kind of chime in with my own, own thoughts. But before we do, George Pickens isn't perfect, folks, <laughs> you know, and this shows this very, very well. There are concerns with his game. There are exciting things with his game. And he's not out of the woods of he's the next Antonio Brown, John Stallworth, great stealer receiver. He has work to do. Matt also addresses the scheme and Matt Canada and, you know, the situation he was in. So I think you'll be impressed with this. Um, real quick, just as a side note, he is extremely high on Garrett Wilson Chris Olave, Drake London, all of whom were drafted well ahead of Pickens, as am I. I would trade Pickens straight up for any one of those three. Um, Jahan Dotson, he also gives a good report to. Christian Watson, I don't know that I would trade Pickens straight up for those guys, but it's a really good receiver class as a whole. But here we go. George Pickens is destined to be one of the most fascinating case studies heading into the 2023 NFL season. If you recall his reception perception prospect profile, which is his, him coming out of Georgia, he had some tantalizing X receiver traits, but some detail gaps. I said back then that he could fall somewhere in the range of a T Higgins or Dante Moncrief's type. So let me stop there. Dante Moncrief. Pickens is anything like Dante Moncrief. What are you talking about? This Harmon guy, Williamson. Come on. What he's saying and what he does with these guys is style of receiver. Best case outlook, he could be a T. Higgins, X receiver. 
Worst case, he could be a Dante Moncrief. But the way Higgins, Moncrief, and other X receivers with these type of sizes are used, that's the mold Pickens is going to go, which he's 100% right about. Um, so his reception perception, his NFL reception perception sample holds much of the same. Some extremely enticing moments, but legitimate concerns. While I like Pickens, I'm afraid there's no clear candidate at the wide receiver position to become overrated thanks to highlight bias. So, folks, put your love of Pickens aside and realize that wonderful one-hand catch is miraculous. But if you just watch highlights, you're not going to be – you're going to overrate Pickens because his highlights are ridiculous. You still have to have down-to-down consistency, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what he needs to work on in year two. And again, the scheme isn't great. Um, But then obviously there's things there. So one of the things Matt does is he does success by routes. And basically there's a chart I'm looking at here. The more green, the better. You know, red is bad. You know, so the, the routes that he had a very nice success rate were the flat route, and a basic out route, corner, a nine route, which is a go, and a post. So flat routes, you know, a pretty easy one to run. Same with screen, but he ran very few of those. We'll get to those in a minute. His red routes are the slant, the curl, the dig, and the comeback. Basically all the intermediate stuff, which lends me to the conversation we've had about Pickett struggling between 10 and 20 yards. Well, Pickens is struggling between 10 and 20 yards as well. His deep stuff is really good. So, this is a little odd too. Is this will we'll address this, but he Matt also looks at what percentage do you run these routes at? So, the ones that he runs a high percentage of the time compared to the rest of the league, which verifies what I've been saying all along his go route percentage is incredibly high. And we'll talk about that. He's at over 32% of his routes are go routes, which, oh, by the way, takes a lot out of you. It's harder to run a route the next route after you just ran a 40-yard go. And he's running goes at 32% of the time. He's running corners at 9.2. He's running curls at 19.5. Comebacks at 5.1. Those are all the ones that are higher than league average. What's right about average for him is out routes, 5.1%. And then he's in the red on posts, digs, slants, and flats, as well as screens. So I know that's a little confusing, but I mean, it's a little confusing for me too, to be honest with you. I don't know what the average receiver runs in terms of dig routes. You know, I mean, what percentage of his routes a dig versus an out? I don't know all those things, but this is better explained. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll explain all that information that I just kind of shoved down your throat. Okay, here's a huge thing Matt does that I pay a lot of attention to is how do you handle versus man coverage, versus zone coverage, and versus press man coverage? Because Matt 
has shown that some of the best receivers in the league have certain success rates against these different coverages and that they're great indicators. So against man coverage, he is in the 35th percentile, 34th percentile. It's okay. You know, in not, I mean, that's below average. It's, it's not great. You want to be in the 99th percentile. You want to be in the 100th percentile. Pickens versus zone is in the fifth percentile. And again, this isn't having a completion. This is just Matt watching all 22 tape, isolating Pickens versus zone coverage. Does he get open? Is he, is it a successful route or not? And he's at the bottom of the league. But first, press man coverage is his best, which is the thing you want to be best at. He's in the 69th percentile, you know, so really bad for zone, really good, really good versus press man, pretty good against just flat out man. So here's, I'm going to start reading again, because this is Matt really describing all these things. And again, I really think it's well said, and I agree with a very high percentage of it. What has always made Pickens so enticing is how cleanly he projects to the vertical X receiver position. He was a throwback type X prospect, and it's no wonder why so many old school evaluators loved his college film. So, folks, when he says an old school X receiver, think Alvin, you know, think Andre Johnson at the line of scrimmage, you know, think Randy Moss, you know, think AJ Green, Julio Jones. Big prototypical beating up man coverage, often on an island, number one type receiver on the line of scrimmage. As a rookie, Pickens lined up outside on 43 of his sampled snaps and was on the line for 70%. It was on the line for 70% of them. Deontay Johnson is a proven NFL X receiver, despite carrying a different frame. So they split some reps here, but that's the ideal home for Pickens long term. By the way, he's very high on Deontay Johnson. And whenever his newest one comes out, I will read it just like this. Some of Pickens' overall success rates versus coverage metrics aren't too surprising if you read his prospect profile. He's average or slightly below average at getting open against man coverage. But he's got the needed agility and great set of release moves when working against combative press on the line. He finished at the 86th percentile in college and was a good performer in his rookie season. All very promising. And again, some of this isn't just numbers. This is Matt saying he's agile, he's strong, he has good moves to get off press, things like that. However, his success rate versus zone coverage scores is are extremely troubling. I can't really put it any other way. A 68% success rate is destined to put him towards the bottom among receivers sampled from the 2022 season and puts him in a strange company for projecting his future. It certainly doesn't speak to the ceiling some people want to ascribe to him. You know, you got to do, you got to beat some coverage, you know. If you're looking to explain away Pickens' poor success rate, you can point to the incredibly vertical nature of his routes. He ran a nine route, a go route on a whopping 32.4% of his sampled routes. That is nuts. <laughs> That's Harmon's words. That is nuts. Anything over 30% is borderline unreasonable. So let me pause here. And I've been saying that forever. Go, go, go route, go route, go route, go route. They, the Steelers lead the league. I mean, Deontay's really high too. 
It's nuts. Uh, it makes no sense to me. When you also add that he ran a corner on nearly 10% of his routes, it's really wild how the Steelers didn't add more diversity to his route tree. Well, <laughs> I mean, that reflects directly on Matt Canada, the route concepts. And take it a step further. This is someone that watches every receiver or every top receiver in the league and understands every passing game. And how many times have I said, boy, they got to do more work over the middle, you know, digs, th- things of that nature. How many post routes have they run all year? So here we go back again to the Matt's converse, uh, right up here. Pickens got next to no work going over the middle. The slant, dig, and post made up less than a quarter of his routes. You almost never see that at the NFL level. It speaks volumes. Because you know what? Defensive coordinators and defensive backs know this stuff. <laughs> you know, they know here comes another go. Here comes another go. He's not going to break it to the inside. I'm going to play with inside leverage, push him to the sidelines. You know, so <laughs> that's nuts. So here we go. I've often said that Matt Canada's offense is my least favorite designed unit in the NFL and offers some of the worst route combinations to its wideouts. It's all go, curls, and comebacks. And he puts that in bold. It's all go routes, curls, and comebacks. If you're looking for a reason why all these receivers show up poorly in a variety of meaningless efficiency metrics, look no further. So I can buy into picking scores being slightly depressed because of on how he was overused as a vertical route runner. Downfield routes have a lower overall success rate, after all. It's still pretty tough to excuse coming in league near-league basement in success versus zone coverage and seeing his man coverage success rate fall from those in the in-season rookie report as more games were sampled. So he got worse versus man as the season went on. I think there was a bit of a rookie wall there, and his zone stuff didn't get better is what he was meaning here. Um. Okay, here we go. So, Pickens' success rate on deeper patterns like the post, nine, corner, and out are great. He struggled mightily to get separation on base routes like the slant, curl, and dig. It's fair to categorize this as a problem right now. I also will, this is not what Matt said, but maybe if you ran more slants and curls and digs, well, more slants, you'd get better at it. You know what I mean? More in-breaking routes, you'd get better at it. So, but I think Matt recognizes that as well. But of course, we know there are some incredibly fun parts to Pickens' games. The reason the highlight bias exists in the first place. He is capable of tracking the ball well and winning in tight coverage. Pickens also has the flair for the dramatic and made a handful of outrageous catches in his rookie seasons. He's capable of truly special work in this area of the position. Overall, about 30% of Pickens' sampled targets were contested, and he came down with 79% of them. That's really excellent, but might be lower than some imagine. Again, there are, there's an overall consistency issue with, player, with the player, even if he's capable of magnificent moments. I'd say he has really good, not elite ball skills right now. I'm not going to fight Matt too much on that, but I might lean more towards elite than really good. But he, I mean, he does chart these contested catches and Pickens isn't at the top of the league in terms of what he hauls in, but it's pretty darn good for year one in the league. I'm still betting on George Pickens being a long-term starting X receiver in the NFL. However, based off his rookie year reception perception, I think we need to pump the brakes 
on guaranteeing he hits his theoretical ceiling. He carries some similar metrics to Kenny Galladay's early career, and I think that might be a nice best-case comparison for him. All right, I'm going to stop there for a second. I think Pickens can be better than Kenny Galladay. But Kenny Galladay's line was a pro bowler and was a really good player. And he's talking about early career Kenny Galladay. He went to the Giants and was one of the worst signings of all time. So you hate hearing that name. But there's a reason he went to the Giants for a bazillion dollars, too. So that's just to put that into perspective. But I also think there's more of a chance that he goes the Devontae Parker axis of the X receiver groupings. Those players always end up being a bit overrated for what they offer at the catch point, but can't be number one targets because they don't separate enough. Pickens just needs to improve as a route runner in year two. Simple as that. Hard to argue it. I mean, if you watch a lot of Pickens, as Matt just did, and studied it as his job in detail, I don't know how you can dispute a lot of that. I'm sure some of you are jumping out of your chair right now, though, going, what if they had a different coordinator? What if they had different route concepts? Well, he doesn't. <laughs> Sorry. And, you know, Matt said, this is this passing game is maybe my least favorite to watch in the entire league. And the go route stuff I've been telling you for a long time makes me bonkers. So these are things I'm going to keep an eye on. I mean, in terms of Matt Canada, this is not, you know, I, I, I'm hoping the route tree looks different this year. It's a second-year quarterback. This is a second-year receiver we're talking about here. Uh, hopefully, it's not just a extremely heavy go, curl, comeback, you know, style of passing game. Because, again, the opponents know these things as well. But Pickens is not without blame as well either. I, I think you can't just say, oh, he's a superstar. He's out of the woods. He's the next Jerry Rice. He's the next Randy Moss. You got to get open versus zone coverage. You got to become a more diverse route runner. So we'll see. Um, I thought this was fun. Uh, a little bit eye-opening, different perspective, unbiased perspective. Uh, talk to you tomorrow.